0: (laughs) This is the word, is the word, is the word, is the word. (laughs) That's
1: all you got? (laughs) Yeah.
2: This is the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody and Chris Cody. It's our third episode of the new year. And it's so jam packed. It's jacked this yes, episode. Jam packed. That's exactly right. We have uh, we have old uh, friend of the podcast Amin El Hessen, formerly of ESPN. Wow. To talk. Uh, he talks about leaving the mothership. He talks about uh, joining the Dan Le show in some manner he talks about all right, we don't need
3: to go into everything he talks about it's a good conversation with me now has you have this habit of like reciting like seven things that we talk about i know him. i like it's a fun conversation it. um a lot of good stuff we make fun of greg cody a few times
0: yeah some nba stuff too though all right please good. stop uh we hey we have a a a, a new month greg Moore, with greg cody back in the saddle which is exciting we have another greg doesn't know movies with my son michael uh steering that and
3: uh don't you want to play a song that you think is new
0: first i i thought it was new wait a minute
3: my dad i got Early this text one. i got this text from my dad today oh we got a great song new greg cody song we got to play it's greg cody killed the radio show and i'm like that song's been done before but if someone redid what? it okay send it to me i'll listen to it and yeah turns out are we we can still play it for the folks it's a good
0: song you want to play it for them of course. It's fantastic.
2: I read you in the Herald back in 92. Now on the radio you make things about you. It's quite astonishing the damage you can do. Oh, oh. You broke the story about Dan and Valerie. And their engagement, it was very, look at me. Not hard to understand why Dan gets so angry. The show starts any Saturday. Craig Cody killed the radio show Craig Cody killed the radio show Blurts out a quick you yeah, never know Oh, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh Each Tuesday morning in a South Beach studio You're playing defense actively against the show And back in your day, the things all used to go Oh, no Wait, you don't have one. Why did you still come? Grand Cody killed the radio show. Grand Cody killed the radio show. Held out over 50 bucks. He really shouldn't feed the ducks. In our minds, there is no doubt that he'll miss all the hard network out. Cody killed the radio
0: show. Greg Cody, Cody killed the radio show. Da 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 da, 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 I love that. Andrew Streeter. Thank you so much. Uh, you guys uh, fans of the show who do all these songs. They're so great. They're so professionally done. It's an honor uh, to be the subject of one of them like that. That was great. Really great. And I appreciate it. Uh, and now, oh my gosh, friend of the show. F-O-P, he's back, Amino Hassan.
3: Yo. Hello. Hey, what's up, guys? What up, what up? Huh? Look at us. Teammates, huh? Oh, I mean, we've always been teammates, huh? Look at us. More connected. I feel more... You're my brother.
0: <laughs> 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 teammates. Nice.
4: So, Amin, how should we introduce you now? How, how do you want to be introduced? <laughs> Quite frankly, I'm serious. I I was on uh, Alex Dono's show down in uh, South Florida, and he introduced me as Amino Hassan to the Dan Levitard show. And I won't lie, like this whole week has been kind of, oh, it's fun, congratulations, best of luck to you, that's all great. But hearing myself Uh introduced as Amino Hassan to the Dan Levitard show, it felt different. It felt different. So I would say- Do you feel
3: alive? Do you feel dangerous?
4: uh, Yeah, I felt like, you know what I felt like, (laughs) like? Like jumping out of a- out of an airplane and you don't even know if this parachute works or not but you know oh what? wow wow you got those glider wings
3: <laughs> i hope it works <laughs> i feel like i have the same parachute as you so if yours doesn't work yeah. and i'm watching you jump out i'm like i still have to jump i feel like i don't get to not jump I've right. already jumped
4: yeah christopher's <laughs> in the plane going to and you first <laughs> Jump first. I kind of feel like we all jumped at this point, right? Yeah,
3: that's what I mean. Like, we're, I'm in your backpack. I'm in the backpack.
4: Oh, and we're definitely going <laughs> down. <laughs> I was going to say, 210 pounds in
0: your backpack.
3: Oh, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. Am I wrong? Um, that was pre-quarantine.
0: Okay. Um, I mean, I wanted to um, start with the, the James Harden news, which completely shook up the NBA. What was your first impression about
4: this trade and, and how it's going to work? Well, it feels a lot more necessary now with what Kyrie is going through, right? <laughs> now that you're experiencing the mercuriality, the inconsistency of whether he's here, whether he's not here, regardless of what the reasons are, you know you can't trust on him to be there. So it's nice to know, okay, this team is Durant and Harden and whenever Kyrie wants to show up. But Durant-Harden in and of itself, that's a pretty damn good duo. And given that they are two guys who have played together, once upon a time, albeit a long time ago, there is some chemistry there that they bring to the table as opposed to Kevin Durant and Kyrie who are just trying to get to know each other, really, on on the basketball court. Uh, the other part, though, I questioned was, all right, where does the defense come from on this team? Because Jared Allen was their best defensive player, and Karis LeVert, while no one's going to confuse him for Gary Payton, he's still a, a, a good defender, comparable to the rest of their roster those two guys are gone so and you brought in a guy who's not really about that life so how are they going to supplement that defensively so
0: I haven't honestly I haven't looked at the updated NBA championship odds I'm only interested in Amin el updated NBA championship (laughs) odds uh are the Nets now the the favorite are they third after the two L.A.s I mean how do you see I saw by the way
3: can I jump in here I don't know I think it was on get up the Heat weren't even on the graphic of, like, oh. who's the favorite to win the East. It was, like, the Sixers, the Celtics, the Nets, and whoever else. So the I was pissed.
4: disrespect. Were you angry? The Bucks was the other one. You were I angry. Was. You shake your head. I was passion. like, we need to be on that graphic. We need to be on that graphic. Now you can send angry tweets to them, though. Before, yeah, it was like, I we did. couldn't do the ESPN on ESPN Crime. Now, say anything, Right.
3: I mean, I'm an inside man. I text their producers.
4: I'm
3: kidding. I don't have Hembo's text message. I don't have whoa, that guy's number.
4: <laughs> pick <laughs> up that name you drop right there.
3: <laughs> I didn't even text him. I like dropped a name that I lied about. I, like. Do you have- I pre- t- that's worse than dropping the name. I lied. Do you have his number? I don't. Huh? I don't know any of the producers on GetUp. I you use just- my time at ESPN just to pretend like that. You just like when you work at ESPN, you know, everybody. I have Scott Van Pelt's <laughs> number. Yeah, everybody.
0: That's all funny. right, we're going to get circled back to the heat in a minute. But because I am, you know, what are they? Four and six after 10 games. And 10 games in a in a reduced season is not an insignificant chunk. So if they're struggling after 10 games, it tells
4: me they're struggling. But no, they're you not. Know. It's
3: fine. It's, it's irrelevant. Get uh, off, Greg, you
4: know, Greg, yeah. Greg, Bam, Jimmy, Goron have all been out. You take yeah. the three best players off of any team in this league. And you tell me they're going to walk out four and six. That's a good record. That's a great record been
3: a great start they oh, got Mac, a great start for the heat okay. max
4: struss struss Strauss. i don't even know how to uh, say the guy's name Trusting <laughs> it okay so
0: later in the podcast amino has will be predicting um heat back in the finals but first trust the process um, yes <laughs> yeah uh brooklyn where's brooklyn right now in the in the
4: hierarchy uh, you know I, I don't think they're any higher than they were before then i know that's gonna sound crazy But there's two massive elements. One, how will these pieces fit together, the three of them, right? And two, who's going to defend? And that search for chemistry on both ends of the floor is not one that's going to be found overnight or after a couple of games, particularly when one of the major pieces is MIA. So to me, you got to look at Milwaukee and Boston as, look, we know who we are, we know how we want to play. And slightly beyond behind that is Philadelphia. Uh, it right, sounds
3: like you don't have the heat on the graphic either. What the hell's going no, on? No, I mean, well,
4: the there? heat, the heat, until they get everybody healthy. I mean, I, I don't know. If that's a conversation that we have. But they, at right but now, where
3: are they? Assuming those three guys are healthy, if the Heat are at full strength and the playoffs started tomorrow, like where do you have the Heat in the pecking order
4: of the East? I would say probably right behind. I think Milwaukee's the favorite. Yeah. I think Milwaukee's a favorite. So I think Miami's that next clump right beyond Ahead that. of Brooklyn. Thank you for that. Makes me yeah, I, like it. I just look, Brooklyn has huge question marks, and I know it's it's nice to think they'll roll the ball out and just beat everybody one forty to one thirty five. But I mean there's a lot of ifs in that, and that's not mm-hmm. even factoring in how frustrated are they with Kyrie? I mean it's one thing for him just to not yeah. be there. So another thing is like how do they feel about it?
3: What do, what do we feel about this report? And, and if this guy is not credible, and this is, I shouldn't even be mentioning this, tell me to shut up. S, SNY TV's Tommy D reporting that Irving is, quote, furious with the organization. It has nothing to do with Harden coming in. Irving reportedly is upset by the Nets' decision to hire Steve Nass's head coach because he was, quote, not in favor of it. D also described the relationship between Irving and teammate Durant as very distant. What do we think of that?
4: And the guy got hired in August. We, right. we wait till January to be furious? I'm never one to question people's reporting because I think reporters do their best to get it right. But mm-hmm. sources, right? that's a different story. If I'm a source, I can say anything. Yeah, he's angry. Right. That doesn't mean anything. What right. I know is that Kyrie has always respected Steve Nash from afar. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he supported him at his charity uh, soccer tournament uh, that he holds in New York every year around the draft. Um, and he was complimentary, at least when the hire was made. Obviously, he made those comments of, we don't have a coach, everyone's a coach, or whatever. But I think that's more the roller coaster that's Kyrie Irving, right? This is a guy who one day says one thing, the next day says another, and that's the part where I'm like, well, is everybody cool with that? Because I know that can be tiring.
0: I mean, I I hearken back to the Big Three era when uh, Eric Spoelstra, still a largely unproven coach, all of a sudden inherits all this talent and there's the pressure on him. And now here's Steve Nash, a very inexperienced head coach, inheriting all this talent and and how that's going to work out.
4: Well, I think first and foremost, when you talk about, ironically about Kyrie specifically, you know, Steve Nash is a guy who's been there before as a star in this league, an MVP in this league, who also has a life beyond basketball. And part of that life is interests like skateboarding and, and filmmaking. And part of that life is serious stuff like Social justice and awareness about um, about uh, you know whether or not we should go to war in Iraq, right? And at a time when that wasn't a thing that athletes did, and then nationally that wasn't a thing that people did. People didn't question, or at least not very vocally. If you look at the the Congress, the congressional vote to go to war, everybody was for it. It was a bipartisan thing. So. Steve has walked the path less traveled before as a superstar in this league. And in many ways, I think that's something that Kyrie should be able to relate to him around. Um, as far as the offense goes, you know, he's a creative mind, X's and O's wise. And he's got Mike D'Antoni, who's also a brilliant mind, X's and O's wise. And so they've got to find a way, and it's not it's not easy to get these guys to commit to a system where no one really has the ball as much as they want to, right? That's that's what it's going to come down to. Uh, uh, we had this uh, agent, Derek Powell, on, on on my show on SiriusXM, and he said it's the difference between taking 25 shots a game and getting 15 shots a game. And, and the interesting there, thing there is don't focus on 25 versus 15, the number. Focus on the language. Taking, I take whatever I want. Getting... This is what I'm receiving. This is what has been parceled out to me. It's a it's a different way of life. And those guys are all going to have to get adjusted to it. I mean, I also wanted to ask you, uh,
0: Charles Barkley, who tends to say pretty interesting things, for better or worse, um, says NBA players should get to cut in line for the COVID vaccine because they pay more taxes than other folks. Um, I have my opinions on that. What,
3: what's your thought? Just now, Greg Cody says that as somebody who has taken the first dose of the vaccine oh. because he's over 65 years old. It's
0: true because I'm old. This is oh this wow. Is what the, the COVID uh, shot looks like this is
4: fresh. This is right now. I'm witnessing. Yeah. Yes, it's well, just a band aid. That's all he showed no. for the people that can't see. No, I, I, let me describe it. it. It was this rippling muscle, a tricep that was just <laughs> yes carved from, from marble <laughs> and a on A
3: tricep it. that hasn't exactly. seen the sun since 2006. That's why it's Are marble. I
4: take a shower
0: with a shirt on. <laughs> um, no, I got the first, sh- first shot yesterday. Um, my second shot is uh, coming up in about three weeks. How'd you ago.
3: feel? What were your side effects?
0: You know, they shoot you right into muscle, so there's a little bit more pain than when you're giving blood or something. So uh, it, I felt it. Like last night, it, it hurt me to lift my hand above my shoulder it, it was a little painful but it's it's worth it i you know the weird thing is one of my feelings was guilt i'm like why should i be getting this vaccine ahead of so many people who must need it more than i do well like, you're
3: also really old and you've been yeah. coughing for like nine months that's, so i feel like it's <laughs> a point there's plenty I, of people that are like thank god greg got it yeah,
4: Like i like the idea that greg thinks of himself as too fit to be taking this vaccine right now <laughs> looking down on them. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) These poor souls.
0: (laughs) That's a good point. But But yes, Charles Barkley. Who
4: who am I? Yeah, so Charles Barkley. What do you think about what he said? Yeah, I mean, you know, I love Charles. Doesn't mean I agree with anything he says, but I love him. But, you know, the reality is I think the the plan that the the country has in place is a good one, which is the people who need it most. The people who need it most are not the people who pay the highest in taxes because guess what? It's not like their revenues are going to go down, you right? Like, oh, oh, I made less money because the COVID vaccine wasn't given to me, and so now I can't pay as much in tax. You're paying the same taxes either way, so that's not going to affect it. The reality is the people who need it most are, A, the doctors and nurses and PAs who are working in on the front lines, and then, B, old people like Greg Cody, right? <laughs> and, C, sick, sick people like Greg Cody, right? There you go. <laughs> those yeah. those are the three that need it the most. So we need to make sure all those people who dare I say it, want to get those, that's it's available for them. And then we can talk about people cutting in line. So I, I guess if you want to cut in line to be fourth in line, I'm okay with that, but not in front of those three groups.
0: That's reasonable. Uh, and
4: yeah, and, and the other thing
0: is, you know, what Barkley said, he's saying NBA players pay more taxes. Well, that means rich people pay more taxes. So all of a sudden, it's it's on that strata
4: where rich people are first in line, yeah. and then we don't have enough. You know, it's in a, in a right. free market society. If we had zillions of these vaccines, yes, the people who pay the most can get it because I'll I'll double, I'll triple whatever it costs, right? Right. But we don't live in that right. society right now, so I think Charles just wanted the vaccine. That's all that was. NBA <laughs> players, rich people. He's just talking about himself at that point, isn't he? I wanted America. I don't know. It was a bad Charles. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: It really was. Uh, yeah. It sounded almost like a Doctor Phil, to be honest. Well,
3: because my uh, my Charles Barkley, you just like that's terrible, that's terrible, terrible, terrible. terrible and I was like trying to expand it to like a medical statement, and that that's when whenever you start trying to expand the impression, that's when they right. They
0: you want know. to give it another shot or no?
3: No, no, no. we can move. Okay, on.
0: we'll move on. I mean, I'm very interested in your career move because it's ballsy, right? I mean, you're leaving uh, a great man who I know very well. Once said and is now trying to prove wrong. I thought you were leaving a great man. Yeah, I was like,
4: who am I?
0: The idea that that when you you leave ESPN, you fall off the face of the earth, that's been proven wrong. But uh, Dan did say that.
4: And um, I mean, you left ESPN. Why? Well, I think there's a couple of things. I think, uh, first and foremost, it's a lot easier to do it when you see someone else do it. Right. And for me, seeing not just Dan, but Stugatz and, and Chris and Roy and Mike and Billy, the whole gang leaving, it makes it a lot easier. There's strength in numbers there. Um, and obviously, five years now, Chris, have I been coming on the show? Just, mm-hmm. just about, right? Like I started I so. right before the fusion started. I remember starting in the small studio, then going into the big studio, then going back into the small studio. So I've kind of been a part of this long enough where, Greg, I know you know all about this, when you get embraced by the the audience uh community and, and they kind of follow along with other things that you're doing outside of the purview of the show, you feel that love and most importantly, you feel that appreciation for the content that we make. That's all I want to do. I want to make good content. I don't want to be somewhere where we're going through the motions. I want to be somewhere where we're making good content, creative content, different from what everybody else is doing. and
3: Like this podcast, the Greg Cody show, changing the game, asking Amin about the news of the day, Charles Barkley, James Harden, Steve
4: Nash. We are changing the game.
3: (laughs) That's what you wanted to be part of this show, right? This is why you did it.
4: This is kind of like the tax I pay to be part of the show. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that riff was by Christopher
0: (laughs) then, but... uh... I'll ask him to edit it out. Seriously. <laughs> um I mean, was it a was it a a, a decision not made easily? Uh, cuz you've been with ESPN how long? Like 8, years, years,
4: eight years. 8 years.
0: 8 years and yeah. done great work. Probably could have had a long career there. Yeah. Um was it a decision that you had to debate internally or did it come easier than you even might have
4: imagined? Well, like I said, Dan leaving made it a lot easier than I would have imagined. But also, you know, it's not just Dan. There are a lot of people I work with who aren't at the company anymore, who have left and gone on to do things. People I really respect and enjoyed working alongside. And at some point, you know, Greg, I'll tell you, I'll give you a great example. When I worked for the Suns, when I first started, everybody was a lifer. Everyone who worked for the Suns either were there since the arena opened in 93 or were there since the inception in 69. And I was the young whippersnapper. Whenever something cool would happen, it's like, oh my God, can you guys believe that? And said, so everyone's like, oh, you think this is big? You should have seen the time that Charles, you know, did a keg stand and then scored 50 the next night. Everything had been done before and greater and better. By the t- end of my tenure, which was around six years in Phoenix, I was the lo- one of the longest tenured people at the organization. And I'm looking around and everyone is new and most of these people had never even been to the playoffs. And it's just kind of like, well... I love living in Phoenix and I, you know, I like most of the people I work with, but many of the people that I enjoyed working with aren't here anymore. And and there's a little bit of that going on at ESPN that, you know, God bless them. I wish them the best. I'm going to miss the Disney passes, but on (laughs) some level I look around and I'm saying, well, okay, Rachel's still here and a couple other people, but most of the people that, you know, I love working with, they're not here anymore. So I want to go and find those people again and make the content that I like making. So I want
0: to ask you something that maybe it's common knowledge. Maybe it was said on The Levitard Show and I wasn't listening. Christopher may know, but but I don't know. So I'm going to ask you directly. Um, Is is your future with whatever The Levitard Show becomes or are you like a free agent
4: now who's going to do whatever? One of the things that Dan told me, and maybe he was just lying, Was that being part of this means also the freedom to do whatever you want. If you want to do it here, let's do it here. If there's an opportunity somewhere else, you can do it there too. And I think that's one of the biggest things I'm going to value in my next deal. Obviously, when you work for a big company like ESPN, they want to own all your content. And they should. They put in a lot of resources behind it. They want to own, if you have a podcast, they want your podcast. If you have a digital video show, they want that too. I I am going to really embrace and I'm going to prioritize the freedom to work with whoever I want to work with doing whatever I want to do. And that's one of the things that Dan has promised me. And that's why that was really a big selling point. The idea that I can do this here. And if I've got something else going on over there, I could do that too. And uh, honestly, I want my best content to be done here. But I understand not everything has a place. Not because it's not good enough, but maybe there's not enough bandwidth. There's not enough resources available and I'm okay with that. I just want to be able to do it somewhere. So that, that's, that's a big thing for me. The
0: good thing about all this as Amin Al-Hassan transitions in his career, as the Levitard show with Stu Gatz transitions to wherever they're going to end up. Uh, I want all of you all to know that if this thing doesn't work out, you've always got a home on the Greg Cody show podcast. Okay. And I'm, uh, you know, that's, uh, we're going to make room for everybody. If if the levitard skipper thing doesn't work, there's going to be room for you. He doesn't pay podcast. well. He doesn't pay well.
4: The, the original guest. Exactly. <laughs> uh, if, uh, if, if I come back, it's like bringing the band back together. It, it is.
0: is uh, original guest, coveted friend of the podcast status. I mean... First it,
3: person we've had a threesome with.
0: Right. Baby. No. <laughs> if, if we're making a Greg Cody show but, podcast... Uh, Hall of Fame right now. Uh, I mean,
4: he's on the first ballot. By the way, best prediction on the podcast as well, because I told you guys way back when that the Miami Heat was going to beat Milwaukee and go to the finals, and Mm -hmm. there you go. And, And back then, seriously... Uh, you were pretty much alone on that yes that before it was a popular opinion yes I'm pretty
3: sure you dad you were like agreeing with them and I remember being like what is this homer podcast that exactly. thinks this team has a chance to make it to the final and look at this look at you two yeah.
0: right it's much easier to, to agree than to be the first one to say it
4: <laughs> there's no question well, about that that's that's why I'm the first one to join the Dan Levitard show so I mean, plug
0: go. whatever else uh,
3: you have going on. Um, I know you, you don't just have lebitard stuff.
4: Absolutely. Well, first of all, we've got my podcast, Cinephobe, that I do with my buddies Zach Harper and Anthony Mays. This is the podcast where we review movies that are poorly rated by Rotten Tomatoes and try to figure out whether they're accurately rated or maybe they got a bad rap. Right now, in the month of January, we're doing Nicolas Cage Month, all Nicolas Cage episodes. We did Jiu-Jitsu featuring Pablo Torre as our guest, by the way. We did uh, Snake Eyes. And whew, I was about to give it away. Right now, the current one is Snake Eyes. When is this posting? The Monday. On when Monday? Okay. I'll say it. Wednesday. Whenever you listen to this, two days from now, <laughs> Kiss of Death. Ah. Nicholas K., David Caruso, we review it. It's great fun. The other podcast I do is Black Opinions Matter. M is the last M. B O M M. Nothing
3: to talk about. Nothing to talk about on that recently. Yeah, huh? exactly.
4: Ha-ha. <laughs> Yeah, but definitely a a diverse lineup. It's not just me cuz every day is a different show and a different kind of focus. So definitely give it a listen. And then finally, recently I've been uh the the Stugatz to my buddy Tom Habistro's podcast, the Haber Show. We get great guests. We had Renee Montgomery, uh the Atlanta Dream player who uh sat out the season uh to work on social justice causes. Um uh, we had uh Brandon Payne who is the the workout guru for Steph Curry. Uh, I just sit around and I do my Stugats bit. It's a great time.
3: I don't think you've promoted enough. Would you like to promote anything else?
4: Sirius XM Radio. (laughs) uh, 10 to 1 Eastern, Thursdays, Fridays, and Sundays. You'll hear me. You'll hear Zach Harper. You'll hear Jason Jackson. You'll hear a host of other voices. The No Look Pass is the name of the show. Sirius XM Mad Dog Sports. I work for Chris Russo, technically, kind (laughs) of, sort of. And Cameo. And Cameo. Oh, how can I forget? (laughs) Can we have a conversation about Cameo? Sure. All right, are you guys getting this where people are giving you requests that are not like, hey, it's my cousin's birthday. Can you wish him a happy birthday and say something from the show? No, these people are asking for a whole menu of items. Can you do a DMX impressionation and then do Obama and then tell me your favorite Star Wars and then tell me why the Heat are gonna win the East and then also- Those are easier
3: though. I'm no. with you. There are some of them that are very like particular with their requests, no. but I prefer that. The I'm- hardest ones- and look at us, first world problems, yeah. like, oh, cameo requests, am I right? But the, the hardest ones are the where they're just like, I this is not, this is just a thank you. I don't need you to do anything, just I appreciate oh. you. And then oh. I have, I feel like I need to fill for two minutes and it's like, I don't, oh. I just know your name. Two
4: minutes. And. What is this guy? Oh, yeah, dude. Two minutes.
0: Seriously.
3: 60
4: seconds. Like 30 seconds. 60. I give him a good 60 seconds. If it goes over, if the content's good enough, it'll go over. But if not, 60 seconds. I'm a man of the people. I'm a man of the people. Also, I'm not talking about giving me particular requests. I'm talking about one request will have all of that. They (laughs) want the whole show. Every right. character I've done on the show, I'm like,
3: they're, they're giving you a buffet. You pick and choose two or three of them. You don't got to
4: do all. No, of them. I know, I I'd don't. I'd
3: rather have that than nothing. I'd te- rather have that than nothing.
4: I tell them I'll give them what I can give them. I, I, I also regret telling people that I would say mean things to their friends, because now I feel <laughs> bad. Like, what's too mean? I
3: actually like the roasting ones. I do I like too. the ones where it's like, but yeah. is it?
4: But is it too mean? Do you ever worry? Like, is this too mean?
3: No, I always blame. I'm always like, they told me I could say that. Like, I just, I, I just start having conversations. It's, it's I, I'm actually enjoying Greg, it. It's an improv space.
4: Greg, what, what 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 kind of requests have you gotten? He's the
3: worst, Greg. He is just a robot. Hey, Zach, it's your birthday. Happy
0: birthday. You never know. Like that's right. it. Like
3: There you go. Okay. That's a Greg Cody cameo.
0: I mean, when you were saying what you were saying, I was not nodding like a bobblehead because I agree with you 100%, okay? My favorite ones are, hey, you're, you're you and your wife are expecting baby, you know, and then I'm done exactly Um,
3: half ass
0: no but (laughs) Amin wasn't agreeing with that i mean listen here's one i got the other day and keep in mind you know i'm going 30 45 seconds maybe a minute one i got the other day was it and it's not even a question it's like a statement do a back in my day (laughs) do a soup of the day recipe all of them in one (laughs) give me all the popular catchphrases look I take a that a soup recipe seriously. <laughs> if I'm giving you my favorite soup recipe for sausage and lentil or whatever, I can't do that in a minute. All right, enough.
3: I'm gonna be like, I'm already, this is all two now. All the three of us just droning about navel our navel gazing, and, like oh gazing look at, at it, that, like, look oh, at that
4: navel. You had
3: that request. Here's the request that I had. <laughs> like <laughs> enough. All right. No, thank no, you for no. me. Let's let's. let's, 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 let's all all right. go. Right. Thanks for me. Be the worst that <laughs> can. Be that's
4: about. that's the outro. Right.
3: No, that was just that wasn't at you. That was my dad. No, I I the shit out of me with this cameo. I don't even. it up. Amin brought it up. I wasn't that, even gonna talk about no, it. No, I brought it up. That is the oh. outro. Get the hell out of here,
0: Amin. <laughs> Thanks, Amin. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. All right. Thanks again, Amin Al-Hassan. And uh, be sure to check out all his stuff on all his platforms because man, he's a busy guy. Uh, I don't think think he promoted enough stuff there. I'm telling you, what's he got like nine podcasts? (laughs) Um, Okay. Greg doesn't know movies. This is always fun. Even though I'm sort of the butt of it, I actually enjoy doing it. And uh, Christopher and, and Michael, my other son get together and, uh, have a good time with it. And, uh, I know you guys will.
3: Too. Can I just get out in front of the people on Twitter coming after me? I, I referred to a flight attendant in this as a stewardess. I know. I'm sorry. I know in yeah. 2020, we call them flight attendants. Now I was listening back to it and I was just like, what, what am I living in the eighties stewardess? I, 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 cause my, my brother, his his audio is bad sometimes. And I made fun of it by referring to him as some, as a stewardess <laughs> making the pre-flight announcement. And, uh, I just want to say to the people out there i'm sorry okay i misspoke
0: well i have to defend you there i have to defend you
3: oh god there's nothing i don't i don't want you defending me no there's nothing (laughs) derogatory about stewardess i don't want old white greg cody defending me
0: well you know what that reminds me of the stewardess uh quandary is you know actor and actress right but a lot of actresses now refer to themselves as actor like they want to degender the whole okay this thing. is
3: greg cody saying all this i do not stand by any of this i uh i think we should just
0: get on with Cody. okay it doesn't bother me it doesn't bother me <laughs> all right moving it
1: all right y'all let's do it my father greg cody knows nothing about the cinematic experience
3: how's your sound going to be this time mike better than last time uh, I hope so. It Sounds good I so far. Just last time, I feel t-
1: like I, I feel like you guys can only answer that. <laughs>
3: no, I know. Last time you took a few uh, submarine trips mid segment, right. so we're just trying to see where yeah. we're gonna be at this time. That
0: was yeah. funny. I'd pay for that again. That kind of thing. All right, um, yeah, Father
1: pay. Greg. Yeah, uh, we expect you to do poorly once again. I'll try to so rise to that going. standard. All right, let's get going. Uh, the first question. I just want to preface by. Um, We, you know, me and Chris have noticed a theme with you and uh, how you seem to only know Lion King knowledge when it comes to movies. That's right. Like just Lion King. And that's all you got. This first question is name a movie in which an animal either talks or is the star, but you cannot say the Lion King.
3: (laughs) You were going there. Admit it. Oh, man. (laughs) Or an animal talks. An animal or talks is star. or is the star. Admit it. You were going the Lion King if we didn't all say right. it.
0: no, no. I'm uh, although I'm in the same realm, I'm gonna say um
3: he's like, I didn't know that either.
0: Baloo the bear. <laughs> <laughs> baloo it. The, it sounded like I said blue the bear, it's baloo baby. Bear. Bear.
1: But that's the way you say the word blue. You go baloo. No, first <laughs> of all,
0: true. now name, name the movie. Yeah, name the movie the jungle bulls baloo the bear. Isn't it The Jungle Book? You nailed it. And you know it. All right. All right, you ready? The next question. Love Blue the Bear, especially the way he scratches his back on a tree.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. All right. Uh, Name as many film directors as you can, and the over-under we have is one and a half.
3: (laughs) Um, We know which one?
1: Steve Spielberg. That is the one. (laughs) And I said that's the one you would say.
0: Um... Gosh, what's his name? <laughs> what's that guy? Uh
3: I'm rooting for you to say a name right now because me and a have name a we wager have a little going.
0: side thing going on, you know, uh, Shamalama Leon or something. Oh like god. Shamalama bing. All right, enough. That's enough. Yeah, that's enough guesses at that. M night Shamalan? Yeah, yeah.
3: All right. That, that, I get that. That.
1: Is he a director?
3: Yes. Y- Dad, right. you
1: always take us in a direction
0: I don't foresee, so I love it. Yeah. So you don't have any other answer? Well, my director, uh, when I co-starred in uh, Absence oh, of Malice, was the great Sidney Pollock, <laughs> but I'm not sure if he's still directing, let alone still alive. So that was some
1: impressive I- newspaper reading range. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, next question. This is a, like a music one in movies. Uh, the question is: sing a portion of any song uh, in the movie Grease.
0: Okay. Um gosh, okay. I wish uh, I wish you could like hum the first couple of bars to no. get me going. Um Greece is the word, is the word, is the word, is the word.
2: That's
0: all you got? Yeah.
1: That well, what else? That the one line he says is the title of the movie.
0: Grease is the word. word is the word is the word.
3: How about if I get you?
0: You're the one that I want. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> you're the one that I want. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You're the one that I want. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> I love that. You
1: just repeat I can't line. think of another line. <laughs> Wait out. All right. Let's move on.
0: Sorry. I Because I, I love songs. You know
1: dad name a single movie
3: that is coming out this year
0: <laughs> um i didn't know they were still making movies
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> the funny thing is is i don't even know if i can answer this it's just a funny question it's just a funny one like i that mean I,
0: I have zero
4: comment. i know, I know. <laughs>
2: um,
1: that's sort of one where like we know it's kind of well know. what's a famous movie coming out You don't know you, I love how you're like. You know what? Let's really get are into it. Are there famous movies coming out? Um, there's a bunch Dad, of Marvel movies. You just, you just did the thing where, like, you were like buckling down when you still had zero chance. Like, <laughs> a yeah, bunch of I Marvel. don't count.
0: I, I I I don't count the cartoons. <laughs> All right, we're done here. All right,
1: next question. Name the Leonardo DiCaprio movie in which he infiltrates people's dreams. Okay, uh,
0: I can name one. <laughs> The what Capier he's like, guy, oh, he's like it's I not, almost and, and didn't it ain't that this. one. Um, infiltrates That's... people's dreams. I have no clue.
1: Have you ever heard of the movie Inception? No, god, no, <laughs> really? No,
3: wow, I was for sure. I, I was so sure. That that, I was <laughs> what I was so sure that you that was going to be one that you like it was on the tip of your tongue, but you couldn't get.
1: No, that was not Dad, on the tip of my tongue. That you should know that whenever me and Chris do these things. We always have moments where we sort of forget like how little, you know, and then we say to each other, we're like, wait, what are we doing? He's like, there's no chance he gets that. And then (laughs) it all comes back. Yeah. You got (laughs) that
0: right. All
3: right. Anyway, Riley, Riley appearance. All
1: right. Name the movie starring Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence in which they're sentenced to life in prison. Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. In which they are both sentenced to life in prison.
0: Wow, what'd they do? <laughs> well, actually, it's you a crime they, commit they didn't commit. You know, I, I have a feeling this is the wrong answer, but I think it's the only movie I can think of that they both starred in. So I'm going to say um, Coming to America. I knew that was going to be great. Martin Lawrence isn't in that. Or is he what?
1: I don't think Martin Lawrence is in that. <laughs> really? He
3: definitely he doesn't like, star in it. He
4: definitely
1: I doesn't know. star like, it. Like, This is my safe option. I'm going to go with uh, now, the safe movie- Uh that that movie was called Life. Oh, God. Never heard of it.
3: No, Martin Lawrence was not in it.
1: All okay. right. All right, here we go. Sing a Disney song, not in The Lion King.
0: Oh,
3: gosh. What was that that you just took a sip of there?
0: It's a um, Bud Light. <laughs> Lime. <laughs> um, Lime. I'm overage. A Disney movie that is not The Lion King? Fro- I can't think of that Frozen song. Um, He's like "Brata D Frozen." I can't think of the Moana song.
3: Uh, golly, Dad, think maybe like older, like from like when I was a kid. Like he has no shot. Give me a hint.
0: Give All right, clue.
3: Singing Aladdin song.
0: I can't think of it. I, I don't know. <laughs> I know it's full of, mu- about, it's full of music, but... Uh, what
3: about Beauty and the Beast?
0: Um, good movie, but I can't think of a single <laughs> song from it. Little Mermaid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, God. I, see, Disney... I love Disney. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Disney songs tend to be very <laughs> homogenous. You know, very generic. Like, one... Oh, they're amazing. The next. No, yeah. they're and amazing. I
1: love that if we did give him, like, a hint and start singing, he would just be like, Oh, yeah.
2: Zeta Free. Like...
3: Michael just went down into a submarine in that last uh <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> it was just 20, the first time. twenty thousand twenty thousand leagues <laughs> at least you, at least you were singing during your uh <laughs> All
1: right, Dad, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know the answer. All right, Sorry. wait, Dad, can you all right, go for a Lion King song then?
0: Um gosh. It's the circle <laughs> of life. <laughs>
1: Da, dee, dee, dee. by the way we should almost make it clear that it's not even Lion King. it's
3: just that he's a huge
1: John. just so you yeah. know that's his
3: that's his movie wheelhouse and his contribution was it's the circle of life Brada DDD ddd it's the
0: circle of life
3: i love it all the
1: songs you have sung so far you've said the line twice like just back to back and not not even more than one thank you All right, let's go. All right, Dad. This is a multiple choice thing here. Which of these four films is not a real movie? I should say these four titles. Which of these four titles is not a real movie? B. The first one is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Okay. The second one is Earth Girls Are Easy. The third one is Operation Dumbo Drop. No. And, and the fourth one is pirates at sea. Two walk
0: the plank. Um,
1: Do you need to hear any
0: again? No, no, they all sound ridiculous. And, um, <laughs> I don't know the answer, but I'm I'm a pretty good guesser, so I'm going to say the one that is not real is um, Earth Girls Are Easy. Yeah, <laughs> that's real. <laughs> it is.
2: Yeah. What's the answer?
1: Uh, you just, oh,
3: uh, pirates oh, the, at sea. Two. Oh, okay. I just blew it. Sorry. <laughs> All right. That's awesome, though. Like that. I thought that was Michael wrote that question. And I also thought that Earth Girls Are Easy was something that he wrote.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I, I wish I did. Like, because that's like a really hilarious.
3: <laughs> Michael's like, because I wish they were. <laughs> no,
1: because you know, I'm like, cause it implies that I know how other girls are. In
3: right. Different- well, I would assume you wrote it as a joke to be a movie title and not an experience right. that you had. Yeah, 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 with yeah.
1: Yourself. You, never, you
0: never know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All
3: right, here we go. Dad, what
1: is the name of the movie starring Macaulay Culkin, where he plays a rich kid? And just uh so you know, this was probably his second most famous role after Home Alone. Um
3: and I used to love
1: this movie. Easy. He's gonna. He's gonna be like, "Ah, oh, I'm a big Culkin fan too."
0: <laughs> Didn't he go off the rails?
3: <laughs> Literally.
0: Right. I mean, <laughs> he's. He's. Definitely- I mean, no.
3: I, I've seen him in recent interviews, and he seems yeah, he's, to be he's
0: normal. I think yeah. he's
3: like you know. I don't think it can't be easy being famous. I think he had a moment. Thing. He had a moment. Yeah.
0: The um. The answer is the little rich kid.
3: <laughs> the funny thing is, is that's not entirely wrong, but it is wrong.
1: right. That's why I'm laughing. The answer?
3: That, the answer is Richie Rich.
1: Oh, damn it. He goes the I've little actually, rich kid.
0: I've actually heard of Richie Rich. I, know. I thought you would have. That was based on I think that was based on a 60s <laughs> comic strip called mm-hmm. Richie Rich.
3: Hmm. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's right that? in your wheelhouse as far as he's those like, those I'm
1: a big rich man. Is that gacky? By the way, another question you got wrong where like part of the answer was in the uh, question.
3: Dad, I feel like there's a back in my day around comic books. (laughs) In In what sense? I don't know. It's just when you hit me, it just seems like a market that you've never tapped into that.
0: No. Yeah, it could be. As a matter of fact, in my garage, uh, entombed safely in uh, plastic is uh, a treasure trove of um, comic books from my ute. Interesting. Uh, I, I used, used to like not only stop. Michael's in a submarine again. I used to like not only, and I was smart. I used to like not only, um, uh, superhero comic books, but also, um, wartime comic books, maybe, like maybe slaughter and
3: maybe leave this in part out of the back of my day.
0: <laughs> we'll see.
2: Anyway, sorry, I didn't get that. He's like, also, wartime, yes.
3: He's like another fun fact. I have an old stone in a box in my garage. <laughs> like
0: what? I, I probably do. as a matter of
3: <laughs> He's like you know this.
1: in the stone meaning is this. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Dad. You ready for the? It's the last question. Go at it. All right, here we go. Name go is. It, I mean. All right, let me talk. Sorry. This one involves another uh, one of the many directors you could not name.
3: Mike, come up to the surface for this question. <laughs>
1: All right. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Ah! You ready? Yes. All right. Shut up. Name a single
2: Quentin Tarantino movie other than Pulp
0: Fiction. Oh, God. Why didn't I think of him as a director? Michael sounded like a
3: stewardess for a second, making an announcement like, hello. (laughs) Dad,
1: (laughs)
0: shut up. Dad, were you going to say Pulp Fiction? Of course I was. He's like, I love that movie. I do love that movie. It's It's the only, uh, Tarantino film I can think of offhand but um, I'm going to come up with an educated guess that may surprise you Oh shit The answer is Raising Arizona <laughs> No It's not right <laughs> He's so He's confident, confident. Not right. I was fairly confident in that Raising Arizona? I thought it was his first big hit actually because it predated Paul No, Fisher. you're th- You're thinking of Reservoir Dogs Alright let me give you another answer then
3: do you want to uh, know? You can't, do you, want, you
0: can't say Reservoir Dogs.
3: Do you want to know who directed Raising Arizona?
0: Yeah, I'd love to.
3: Uh, Ethan Cohen and Joel Cohen,
0: uh, the, the Cohen, Coen, the
3: Cohen brothers.
0: <laughs> yeah, they were.
1: Uh, oh they my made, God, that would have been a great question. Name a first name of the Cohen brothers.
3: I mean, oh, I wouldn't have have, I don't think most people could do that. I couldn't. Yeah, know you that. know, you're actually right. That, that yeah. Yeah.
0: they made a bowling movie. Um, <laughs> the other, um, the other Tarantino. Movie, what is that?
3: What is that? What is that yeah, bowling we,
0: movie called? Yeah. Oh, God, I have no idea. The other Tarantino movie that I'm thinking of is Fargo. (laughs) Oh, my God, Dad. Dad, you just said
1: another Coen Brothers movie.
0: (laughs) I I, I must be a closet uh,
1: Coen Brothers fan. And I love that, how confident he says it.
2: Fargo.
3: Yeah. That was crazy. All right, what are
0: some other Tarantino movies? You interrupted
3: us like seven times to get in with that Fargo movie.
0: (laughs) I I thought it was a... Do, do you know how many
1: funny things he would like with the thing with the um kingpin how he was like the bowling movie yeah, like was he it he had,
0: yeah he yeah but you didn't so say any
1: of those that we don't even know that are in the vault that he would just be funny Dad, answering like that
3: inglorious bastards Django, uh once upon a time in hollywood he's like what are you talking about <laughs> kill, kill bill uh from dusk till dawn the hateful eight and those, those are, are what? And th- those are all off the top of my head, by the way. I didn't definitely no, did not I'm Google that. Saying he, What if he forgot
0: you were saying Quentin Tarantino? <laughs> like, no, I've actually heard of half of those films. And uh, <laughs> that's a pretty impressive portfolio, quite frankly. And
3: Wow. You, someone should give, should give him some credit as a good director.
0: Does he get that much credit?
3: Yes. Yes. He's <laughs> like
0: big Tarantino fan. Can't name a movie, though. Okay. And what about oh. that other guy I mentioned, Shamalama Lama Ding Dong?
3: Oh, please stop with that. All right. That's enough. We can wrap up from here. All
0: right we did good
1: dad yep. as usual you were terrible
3: we've offended enough i people. thought i did okay yeah Daddy did bad.
1: all right
0: thank you I think. all right another greg doesn't know movies thank you again to uh my younger son michael how about that
3: i want to do more things with michael where we just laugh at you
0: okay that both uh, thrills me and scares me now <laughs> mount gregmore is back and I've got my hands on the wheel again. How about that?
3: Big response about last week with uh, my, my Mount Rushmore. Oh, Gregmore. I'm
0: sure there was.
3: Like the, I, It's more Twitter activity than I've seen in months with our Twitter account.
0: Right. He lied. Yeah, he did. Um, this ongoing bit, by the way, is loosely named, of course, after Mount Rushmore, right, which inspired this week's category. Are you ready? This week's category most notable sports persons let me do that again (laughs) sports persons is a weird phrase yeah what are you doing most notable people in sports from the state of south dakota what oh okay oh okay i'm back I, back.
3: I, i was about to be very disappointed and then now i'm happy
0: okay i actually narrowed this down to sports because I was astounded, seriously.
3: You were going to just do a Mount Gregmore of South
0: Dakota people? Yeah, and, and you know what? Don't you know. This is legit. Are I that... found out that folks born in South Dakota, it's a huge, long, impressive list. Do they have that accent that I just did? Did I give it? No, that... no. You are you're did like a Minnesota accent. I did like a Fargo, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. Um, <laughs> people born in South Dakota include Bob Barker, Tom Brokaw, Wow. Cheryl Ladd, Wild Bill Hickok, George McGovern.
3: All right, you're losing now. Humphrey. You're, you're tailing away. You know, you're tailing I know.
0: Off. T- tailing away. Yeah, whippersnapper over here. I mentioned Hubert Humphrey, the 38th Vice President of the United States, and also, <laughs> ni- <laughs> and also 19th century uh, Lakota Indian war leaders, of course, Crazy Horse and Sitting Bull. So okay,
3: those four, those first it, three that, you said were were pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, so that was too broad a list. So now, here, the Mount Gregmore of South Dakota native sports personalities. (laughs) Okay, honorable mention. He's the former Miami Heat fan favorite. Hint, lost a shoe, made a big three anyway. Mike Miller. Wow. Yeah. Good start. Number five, Cincinnati Reds, Big Red Machine, funny, cute nickname. He's the Hall of Fame manager, Sparky Anderson.
3: Bob Barker's like, what?
0: Number four. He's the NFL kicker who's number one in most career field goals. I know who it is. Name it.
3: Morton Anderson. (laughs) Really?
0: Adam Vinatieri. It's Vinatieri.
3: I know it's pronounced Vinatieri, but like, get over yourself. All right. It's Vinatieri.
0: It sounds like a cheap wine. Yeah, let me get a let me get another glass of vinegar, please. Um, number four? No, that was number four. <laughs> number rattled. three? I was rattled. Number three in the 1950s for the Rams and Eagles. He was one of the NFL's first true star quarterbacks. The Hall of Famer, Norm Van Brocklin. Well, okay, this, this list is tailing off quickly. Number two? Is he retired? Is he still active? Depends on the day. Depends on his mood. He's the WWE legend Brock Lesnar. I thought you were
3: going to say Kyrie Irving.
0: That would have fit too. But Kyrie was not <laughs> Brock Lesner, South Dakota. to be born in South Dakota. That's right. And now, <laughs> the number one sports personality ever born in South Dakota. Hey, folks, you know this. This is a Miami-based pod, so we're unabashedly playing favorites with this one, okay? Number one, he founded the Miami Dolphins and built the stadium they play in to this day with his own money, Joe Robbie.
3: Wow. That's a good, no, that was a good list. I like the, I feel like I inspired you with the wackiness of my list last week. You're like, I gotta go a little weird, so you went South Dakota, so I feel, oh, like I'm gonna take credit for that a little bit. Thank but you. Uh,
0: our, our lists are gonna be all over the, the, the place right now, but there you have it. And that was
3: good. W- to Thank admit. you.
0: Well, you know, praise from you is uh, is like a, a morsel of rain in a drought. Um, <laughs> you know what? We'll be back next week with with Mount Gregmore of an unknown topic because it's always a mystery with great trepidation because it'll switch back to the unpredictable auspices of Chris Cody. <laughs> auspices, baby. <Yes. laughs> baby. All right, that was a good one. All right, let's get out of here. Okay, everybody, thank you again. I appreciate, uh, thanks again. I appreciate, Amin Al Hassan for joining us and uh, Michael with uh, another Greg Doesn't Know Movies and we had a great time. Uh, Hey, hey, Andrew Strader with the the song in honor of me and had a big time. But as always, I say most of my thanks for um, you, my podcast family. Uh, You make it work. You're the reason we do it. And um, thanks so much to you all. We'll see you again next week make sure to
3: subscribe unsubscribe resubscribe review
0: subscribe resubscribe subscribe resubscribe unsubscribe resubscribe (laughs) thanks a lot bye-bye